All views and opinions expressed in this podcast may lead to learning. All information provided is for educational and developmental purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for a growth mindset. Before taking action, please consult your motivation. This is the Teacher Talking Time Podcast. Welcome to the Teacher Talking Time Podcast for Learners. This is the Cult of Learning. For those of you who are not familiar with this podcast, the aim of our series is to encourage people to find and pursue what they're passionate about when learning a foreign language. The Cult of Learning series are episodes specifically designed for learners of languages. In these episodes, we discuss tools and strategies for learning, and we try as much as we can to provide opportunities for effective listening practice. In today's episode, we will talk about something that many learners struggle with, starting and maintaining a conversation. We will talk about a technique that we've designed called the four A's of successful communication. And if used effectively, it will definitely help you start and maintain conversations in English. Before we get the ball rolling, there are very few important reminders that I have to announce here. First, if you're listening to a podcast, please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast player. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to learn more about the work that we do and the courses that we offer, don't forget to visit our website, www.learnyourenglish.com, and subscribe to our mailing list for future promotions. If you are a language learner and you are tired of learning languages in a classroom, then you should join our School of Learning. You pay only $5. Yes, right. You heard it right. Five bucks and you will get unlimited access to our School of Learning. And if you like the School of Learning, then you should also consider our quick fixes, which are more specific and include things like how to extend a conversation. Hello, this is the episode today. Mastering the IELTS speaking exam for those of you who need to get that boost on your score. And these episodes, these uh, series are called quick fixes and they're only 10 dollars and we guarantee that you will definitely notice improvements in your language today in this episode i am joined in our digital studio by michael and andrew this is the first episode with the three musketeers together hello boys what's up <laughs> we're really nervous now because we're trying to be trying to be all natural no everyone it's great to be here it's great to be here with andrew as well Oh my God. All of us in a studio where we are social distancing, by the way. <laughs> Zoom allows for a six foot bandwidth distance. A six so. a six thousand kilometer uh, sep- <laughs> amount of separation there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome boys. This is our first episode with the three of us together in the um in the in the episode for learners, the cult of learning. So what's taking so long? My goodness. Good question. I don't know. It's time. Life, right? I guess. Yeah. Life. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's. Vida. All right, so um, let's let's get started, guys. So let's start with the struggle here. So I have a a very common scenario, and I think both of you will perhaps um, agree with me that we all know this is to to be true because it happens to all of us. You're talking to someone you've just met, and the conversation stalls. 
first of all, <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean to say that the conversation stalls? I think our listeners need to know the meaning of that. Uh, I'm thinking of another meaning of stall. Like if I'm driving and my car stalls, my car breaks down, right? Okay. So when I hear you say the conversation stalls, I think maybe the conversation breaks down. I have a very, that reminds me of a, of a, a negative flashback from my youth, my earlier life when I was learning to drive. And I learned, I live in Canada, so most cars are automatic. But my dad had a stick shift or a manual standard transmission. And uh, I was learning to drive and learning to drive a stick at the same time. And I got a little cocky, got a little confident. And I thought, I can, I can, I can do this. I can just went out to drive and do some errands by myself in the stick shift. And every time I stopped at a red light, when it turned green, I stalled the car. <laughs> every time. People behind me honking, yelling. I got all flustered. I, and I just gets in your head and I kept stalling and stalling. And it really got me off driving a stick for a while. I got back into it, but I stalled the car. Every red light, I stalled it. That's a good story, Andrew. That's a really good story, uh, especially because when you when we apply, when we transfer this idea of stalling to a conversation, this is exactly what happens is the conversation, in a way, it, it breaks down or you don't really know what to say. You don't know where to take it, how to keep it going. And for a lot of us, silence seems to be a problem. A lot of people feel very uncomfortable with the idea of being silent in a conversation. Also, Leo, for confidence, right, Andrew, you didn't want to get back in the car, right? So if you are mm -hmm. finding that your conversations are stalling, maybe you lose your confidence and you don't feel like you, you can start a conversation or be the one that initiates the conversation. So, you know, it's, it's powerful. So that's why we're talking about this today, right, Leo? We want to help people overcome their stalls and, and build their confidence, I think. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest problems that students have is because when you are learning a language from a textbook, you're not really learning how to start a conversation. And we kind of already talked about this in the myths of learning. Um, when, when you're learning from a textbook, a lot of the times you're not talking about the people in the room. You're not talking about you and I. We're always talking about the third person. It's always he or she or they. So, so what's the problem here? Well, the problem is a lot of students, and I think, Andrew, you can speak to that because you have worked in, in Costa Rica and you have worked in, in, in Canada. We have all worked in many different countries. And I think the problem is a lot of students find themselves in a situation where they just don't know how to start, but they also don't know how to maintain, how to keep the conversation going. What, what, what do you think? I agree. I think hey, it's not even just a language thing. I think sometimes I find like Mike and I had a, a nice silent space there right off the hop of this episode. So it is, it's common. It's easy to start a conversation in the sense of you can ask anybody a question. Good morning. How are you? It's what happens after that that makes it the complicated part. And just like me in the car, when you have a couple of experiences that don't go your way, it becomes a mental thing and not necessarily a performance thing. And I would Anytime my dad asked me if I wanted to go for a drive, I would hesitate and say, well, maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, because you're just remembering the mistake, quote unquote, that I made and not thinking about the actual procedure of I know how to do this. 
I'm just a bit put off right. by the, the experience that I had the other day. And when we're talking about language and you, you know, in your mind kind of know that the person you're talking with maybe speaks the language a little bit better than you do. You're already, it's a mindset. You're already kind of setting yourself up for a little bit of, not necessarily frustration, but um, a little bit of lacking confidence even before the conversation gets started. Yeah, I agree. And I, I would just add also, Leo, when we think about a textbook, we're thinking about reading something or being asked something and responding. And Andrew brought up a good point about driving and conversations being like driving. Think about it. If, if, if you're learning from a textbook, what you're doing is you're driving in one direction nonstop, right? So you're responding. But as you know, you can't just drive, Andrew. There are going to be intersections. There are going to be other cars on the road that you have to maneuver around and mix with, right? So just because you're able to speak a lot about yourself or to give your view doesn't mean that you're actually in the conversation. It doesn't mean that you are a good driver. You need to be able to find ways of including others and and, and thinking about things like turn-taking, right? You have to play the game, so to speak, right? I love that this conversation about Andrew's driving experience has actually become the perfect analogy for this episode. And none of this... It's actually therapy for you, me. You did, you did you. get your license in the end, right, Andrew? Uh, I do, yeah, about 16 years later, yes. <laughs> it's only been revoked once. Only once. That's right. But not. it's not like, here we go. It's not all about me. It's not about talking about myself. But uh, driving a stick shift... Uh, is my by far favorite way to drive. And if I ever buy a car, people are surprised when I say I've never owned a car. I haven't. I've never owned a car. But if I ever buy a car, and it's hard in North America to buy a stick shift car. You have to really search for it. But I won't buy an automatic because stick shifts are really fun. And I did get over my traumatic experience. Not so there you go. if you live in Toronto. I, my, I've, I've owned three cars <laughs> in my life. My first two cars were both stick. And I love them. But not you don't love stick when you have to drive in Toronto, bumper t- in rush, in hour, rush hour it sucks, or on the highway where you're constantly switching gears. So, so in that case, if you live in Europe, maybe, maybe. But in North America, and here's the other problem too: it's very difficult to resell your car because nobody knows how to drive stick. Uh, That's so, true. Yeah. So that yeah. Sense. And as you get older, your hips are not the same as they used to hips be. Hips don't know? lie. They your hips don't clutch lie. Clutch in, clutch to the hips. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they never Pretty lie. good toe tapping, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the problem with with the conversation aspect of starting and keeping this conversation going, it's definitely not the feeling, um, or not not feeling awkward about not knowing how to start or or keeping a conversation. In my opinion, and I think you guys are going to agree, it's the fact that we are missing a wonderful opportunity here, an opportunity to get to know the other person, an opportunity to actually network and even potentially establish a friendship with the person you were talking to. Which brings me, ladies and gentlemen and boys here, to a question that maybe will help us move this podcast forward, this episode a little forward, which is what is really necessary to keep a conversation going? So I'm going to throw that one to you, Mike. What do you think, in your opinion, is necessary for someone to keep a conversation going? 
Yeah, I think interest is really important, right? So first of all, starting a conversation is more or less about finding something interesting that you feel you can talk about. So if I'm in a classroom um, and I want to make a friend, uh, maybe I notice the person next to me is wearing a basketball jersey. I find that interesting. That might be something I could ask them about or use to start a conversation, right? The fact that we're in the same class might be might show that we have similar interests. So that might be something that I use to enter the conversation or to start the conversation. So for me, I think it starts with interest because I think people always know who's fake, right? People say, oh, I don't, you know, I can tell who's fake. But the problem with textbooks is most of the conversations there are fake. That's why they're not really easy to reproduce in society, right? Um, I don't think you'll ever see in a textbook, hey, nice shoes, where'd you get them, right? But the right. truth is that that's what interests us, right? That's what helps us make human connections. So yes. finding something interesting that you both have in common is really important. So something that learners can do quickly here before I, I throw it back to Andrew is perhaps if you are a language learner, what you could do is you, perhaps you could write a list of things that you are passionate about, like activities, hobbies, projects, goals, whatever. Take some time to really make a short list of the things that you are more, more, most passionate about, and that would make it easy for you to have a conversation about. So, and you kind of like read that list a couple of times and get to know that list very well. So that every time you find yourself stalling in a conversation, go back to that list, find a way to, to go back to our driving analogy, find a way to maneuver the conversation to one of those topics. Andrew, yeah, what's your... I think the... I was gonna say the word interesting uh, that Mike said, I think is the most important one, interesting topic or interesting theme, um, because the word conversation itself, I mean, it sounds so simple, but there's a lot of interactions that we have with people that aren't conversations and really don't actually lend themselves to having a conversation. You know, when you walk into your classroom in the, in the morning or you see someone for the first time, people say, hey, good morning, or the famous, what's up? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but what's up, we know, is just a way of saying it's a greeting. Hey, good morning. Right. I'm not actually asking, how are you? And I'm not really asking you to answer. I'm just saying hello. And these are not necessarily conversation starters. These are just greetings. Right. right? So the in, then that's really uninteresting. It's just being polite when you see somebody. Mm -hmm. So the word interesting, I think, is the most important because once you get past a greeting and then, hey, oh, you're wearing a Chicago Bulls shirt. Do you, do you like the team? Uh, did you watch the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, et cetera, and kind of engaging the person right. beyond just the greeting and saying hello? And I think, I think actually to take that a little bit further, not everything, because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, but I'm not interesting, or I'm going to think of a topic that people don't find interesting. So perhaps another word we could think of um, is um, invested. Like, what are you invested in? Like, mm -hmm. for example, if I'm in a class, um, I uh, I might I might not be interested in say a particular subject, but I'm invested in knowing when our next assignment's due because that's really something I need to know. So I'm going to have to start a conversation with one of my classmates because the professor is not there or the professor left early. Um, so again, like it doesn't, you don't need to, don't let the fact that it might not be interesting stop you from practicing the skill that Leo just recommended. What are you invested in, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think mm -hmm. that you need to do 
in your daily life in English. And think of some situations and interests, as Leo said, that could um, kind of maybe help you think a little bit about questions yeah. or conversation starters. Yeah. Because yeah. not everything we talk about is interesting or seems to us to be interesting, but it's important and it mm -hmm. can really affect our, our happiness and well-being, I think. Absolutely. So, so interesting topics, perhaps asking and answering questions. I think it's an important one, perhaps asking open-ended questions. Uh, I would say it's by far one of the best ways to keep a conversation with another person going, because again, when you're asking open-ended questions, instead of asking simple yes or no questions, you are offering um, a possibility of perhaps much richer answers. So questions like Andrew said, oh, uh, instead of saying, um, have you seen the new Michael Jordan documentary? You could say, what did you think of the new Michael Jordan um, mm. documentary? Instead of, do you like, did you like the documentary? Because that would normally elicit a simple yes or no questions. But even those yes or no questions and answers, I would say, could eventually lead to a better conversation. And this is something that we're going to talk about. What about phrases to, to, to show, that the, other, to show the, the listener or the speaker that you are actually listening to them? Any examples of that? Ah, that's a good point. Oh, interesting, right? Yes. Is that yes. what you're getting at? This, yes. kind of, this kind of response for... Rejoinders, I think it's what we yeah, call them in linguistics. Gestures and... Yeah. 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 Nodding your head, right? I mean, I certainly easier in in uh, face to face, or at least in Zoom, when you can see a video of somebody to to respond with body language right. as opposed to actual language. But nodding, yeah, oh, interesting. And then, as you said, kind of following up with a quick question. Mm -hmm. Oh, tell me more about that. Or oh, I I didn't know that. Can you can you give me some more details? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because right now, Andrew, I'd like to find out something about you. Um, can I see your shirt? You betcha. Oh, what what does this what does that say? Good for the audio here. It says, stick it to the man. Oh, what's, what's that referring to? Well, it's open a little bit to interpretation. But generally speaking, the man in these contexts means the government. Where did you get the shirt? I got it in New York City. I went to see, I was there visiting and I, uh, a, friend, a couple of friends and I went to see a play. Uh, oh. A musical, actually. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So as you can see... It was. As you can see right there, you are already practicing the four A's of communication. Actually, three A's. We got to three A's. We didn't get to the fourth A. Well, wait a minute. What's the fourth uh, A? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Oh, um, okay. the one, more, one more thing I wanted to add. I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me on this one. But another thing that I think it's necessary to keep a conversation going would be to blurt. Blurt? Yes. That's not an A. Yeah, that's not so, an A at all. That's a B. That's a B, yes. It's not related to... Is agree the fourth A? It's no. not part of the four A's, but it's something that you could do to keep a conversation going. But it, is, the, it, is the fifth it, A a C? No. But to blurt, <laughs> to me, it would be like... It, it, I find it very hard to keep a conversation going, not because I can't think of anything to say, but sometimes because you might fear the other person might not enjoy that very specific subject that you are kind of referring to or an opinion that you have in mind. So most of the time, this fear is not really anchored in reality. So this is where blurting comes in. 
blurting to me, and I learned this from a from a, uh, an FBI investigator in a in a course that I took a long time ago, and he said that blurting is a conversational technique, which basically means saying whatever you're thinking about in that moment instead of censoring yourself. I don't so, think it was a course that you met this uh, FBI agent in. I think there might be some other circumstances there. <laughs> I'm just blurting. I'm just blurting here. Yeah. That's I right. mean, you did live in the U.S., so I don't know. Well, it was a course. He was basically saying that. Of course it was a course. He was basically saying that you have to give this a try and you will eventually discover that people are not that harsh and they can enjoy a lot of things in a conversation. And I'm thinking about language learners. A lot of the times language learners don't blurt. They don't say things that are going through their minds because they are afraid of being judged. They're trying to save, save face. Hmm. But it, so no, no filter, no filter, I guess, is yes, another way to say it. that. Right? Basically, okay. no filter. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. I studied English in a classroom for years, but felt I was not improving and not having fun either. I did not know how to learn a language. Then I found the Learn Your English online membership. My name is Victor and I am an LYE member. This membership is for people who are passionate about learning English in their own way. These are not classes. This is learning outside of the classroom. We learn by participating in activities just for us, effective and fun. The special thing about the community is that the teachers will do anything they can to find the best way for you to learn. In my case, it has been through philosophy, psychology and life in general. Head over to the Learn Your English website for all the details. That is learnyourenglish.com. Ready to take control of your learning? Join me today in the Learn Your English student community. This episode of Teacher Talking Time was created with support from Podbean. As you know, podcasts are a great way to get your message out or engage within a professional or creative community. We use Podbean to host our show, and it's super effective at doing everything you'd want. If you're a beginner or seasoned podcaster, Podbean's user-friendly interface can help you start, manage, distribute, and grow your show. If you're looking to start a podcast for either professional or personal reasons, Podbean is a powerful and inexpensive option. Learn Your English has a special link for our listeners who want to try out Podbean at no risk. Learn more about their features and get your first month free when you go to podbean.com L-Y-E. Thanks for listening to us and for subscribing to Teacher Talking Time. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Alex, and I'm from China. And now you're listening to Teacher Talking Time, the Learn Your English podcast. Let's get to the four A's now, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So Mike and Andrew were having a conversation, but I want, let's, I want us to do an example of what would be a bad conversation, a bad way of keeping a conversation. The, uh, the ugly one, which would be the awful, the, the, probably the worst one. And then I want us to do a good example. So we're not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to give you guys a topic and I want you guys to, 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 to do one that is the bad, the ugly, or the good. And the audience, the listeners will have to try to guess which one was the good conversation. Mm. Okay. All right. So we haven't planned this. So this is actually. This could be a mess. Yes. This, this could, could get ugly. 
Yeah. It's going to go from bad to ugly. Yes. So I'm going to let uh, you guys decide on a topic. There's a list of topics that you could choose from here. But I want you to give us one example of a bad conversation, an ugly conversation, and again, a good conversation where we actually have the four A's of successful communication. Wonderful. Okay. Mike, I'm looking at the list and I think uh, a book that we recently read strikes me as one that we could try. Sure. All right. I guess I'll, I'll start here. So, uh, Mike, have you, have you read anything interesting recently? Yeah. Good. Good. You? Yeah. Yeah. A while ago. Okay. Wow. All right. That was the first one. Next topic. First one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the second one now. Uh, uh, hey, Mike, have you read anything uh, recently? I watched a good movie recently. It was amazing. Oh, wow. What did you watch? Oh, I, I watched the new It movie. Have you seen it? The, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I haven't even read the book, actually. Oh. Okay. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's a little bit like the book, only it's a little scarier. Have you seen any okay. other movies where they were written first, but then they made it a movie? Oh, tons. That's almost every movie. Um, I'm watching... What am, I, what am I watching right now? I forget, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. You guys went from reading to, to watching. Okay. Okay. So this is the second one. I, don't, I, I know my answers, but I'm going to wait for, for the third okay. one now. Go ahead. The third one. Okay. Oh, Andrew, I see you got a book there. What are you reading? I do have a book. I am reading... Uh, speaking of Stephen King, I'm reading The Stand by Stephen King. Oh, awesome. What's it about? I love Stephen King. What's it about? It is long. It's about a pandemic, actually. Uh, a, a fictitious or not real pandemic, but uh, a virus that kills almost everybody in the world. I don't know. I kind of like to escape reality when I read. Why did you choose to read? Such a grim book. For the, exactly the same reason, but the opposite. I figured wow. I, he wrote it like a very long time ago. I think it was in the 80s, maybe the 70s even. Um, so I wanted to see how accurate his fictional version of this would compare to kind of what we're living through. And thankfully, this is not a spoiler, but thankfully the book is much worse okay. than... The current version so that's good okay so we have we've had you guys had three conversations which one was the bad which one was the ugly and which one was the good one i'm gonna take a stab at it i kind of thought the first one was a little bad because we were kind of having a conversation but at least we were recognizing the topic and and going back and forth a little bit i found the second one I tried to, to change the topic, which showed I, I just wasn't listening, which I think would be an ugly conversationalist <laughs> thing. The person that never listens to the other person just keeps changing the topic. Although I didn't change the topic later, but, but I've been in conversations where people just only want to talk about themselves and never really take interest in the others. And Andrew, oh, I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the last one was the best one? I, th I think so. I think 
The second one, yeah, we we flowed, but you you certainly pivoted or changed the topic, which is not necessarily what we always want to do. So I think the third one for me would be the best one. Yeah, because right. I think we definitely want, the first one was not good. Yeah, we we want to we want to have um, a connection, right? Yeah. And you threw me off with the question about uh, movies from books because I wasn't expecting that because it's a different topic than what we were discussing. Uh, so okay, okay. So right there we have what we are trying to really show to the audience here or to actually explain to our listeners, especially those who are learning a language is that in order for you to have a successful communication or to have successful communication in general, there are certain, there's a, a framework, I guess we could call it a framework that you need to follow just, just to get started with com conversations or communication in a foreign language. It, it, and Andrew likes to say this a lot is you first, you learn the rules and then you break them like an artist. So we find that a lot of language learners don't, do you guys remember that we did a live lesson with a group of students and none of them followed the four A's of successful communication? What do you remember mm -hmm. about that lesson? I remember that we went through the A's and then we asked the students to practice like what Mike and I just did, having a conversation using the four A's and most of the students just kept talking, 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 and never invited anybody else to talk. Right. Yeah, they got to the first two A's and that was it. Yeah. Right. Which I think is common, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is is common. And maybe it comes down to the, the confidence level, the the knowing that your role in the conversation is just as important as the other person's. Um, and, and that uh, you, you share the burden of responsibility for keeping the conversation mm. going, right? That's why I think that, you know, again, it sounds so simple, but like, what is a conversation? And oftentimes when we have those just one way conversations, it's not a conversation. It's just a speech. Yes. You're giving a speech to somebody. If they're not involved, if you're not asking them a question, if they're not responding, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly 50-50, but close. That's a conversation. But if it's just you talking and them listening, guess what? They're not listening. They might be polite, and, but they're not actually listening. And to what, what does saying. that do to your conversation ability? It kills it. It basically yeah. kills it. And another problem is, and I think you guys did this. This is my observation from your conversation. Another problem is not learning to get in the mood for the conversation, right? So you don't know how, mm -hmm. to, how to switch from, from, from that mood that you're in. And then it can take a lot of time to warm up and really start interacting with people socially. Luckily, you can overcome this simply by learning the four A's of successful communication. And boys, what are the four A's? What's the first, the first A? Well, I think the first A is obviously you got to ask, right? You got to initiate the conversation and questions are a great way to do it. No one really starts a conversation by saying, if someone's standing next to me, I wouldn't say, I really love this movie. I actually, I could say that, but I'm just thinking it's, it's almost better to encourage interaction by, by asking a question, right? Yes. Like, what do you think of this movie or, yeah. or, oh, where do you, what are you looking at? What are you reading? Not, what are you looking at? That's what all the <laughs> girls hey, what might are you say. At? What are you looking at? But, um, you know, but. 
But no, like. But you could combine both of those together. Hey, I love that movie. What did you think? Yeah. So, but but I think asking a question, Leo, is so important because I agree. Um, it takes the again, is sharing the burden, right? Mm-hmm. Takes the burden off you, puts it on the other person. Yes. And then if I if somebody asks me a question, the obvious thing for me to do is the second A is to very simply answer mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember, Andrew, in our bad conversation, we were answering the questions, but we weren't, we weren't doing that third one. We weren't adding, mm-hmm. right? So we were just mm-hmm. saying yes. But it's really important that you add information because that's going to, Leo likes this word, that's going to trigger mm-hmm. another A, which is the final A. But what, can we, what kinds of things can we add? Oh, so that's what actually are, a good point. What are, what are examples of additions that we can so if someone if you ask me again like hey have you have you watched a good movie recently i can certainly say yes i have ah. that's the second a now i wanted to go to the third a what can i add yes. in that case mm. so in, in our example i remember you told me a little bit about the book you were reading and what was in it so you gave more details yes. um mm. uh, the first time we talked about movies you, you started talking a little bit about your opinion right so so, you know, we can answer the question and add information about that topic, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. So we have asking questions. So start with a question about the other person rather than a statement about yourself. Answer the question, right? Depending on the question, as you said, Andrew, it could be a one word answer or a longer answer, depending on the question, of course. But make sure that you really answer the question because you're trying to convey your message clearly and effectively. Then, as you said, Mike, add. Don't stop at the answer. Make sure you add some more details and nuance to your response. Because, as you said, Mike, this will really help the listener with information that could help them um, ask you false possible questions in the future. What's the fourth A, boys? So you ask. The fourth answer, A is, add, the, add. is the back to the first one. We're going to ask again because we mm-hmm. want to involve the other person in the conversation because if i again we're getting into that speech territory if i keep adding and keep adding um naturally the conversation will come back to me eventually hopefully if the other person also follows these conventions of conversation so to get mike or to get leo involved again i ask them a question related to the third a to my what i added asking them a question related to that information so can we do an example of that just so people can see the ask answer add ask can we do one here very of quickly? course of course you have a topic in mind what are you interested How in about if we talk about the last purchase you've made oh oh all right below a hundred dollars below a hundred dollars so i'm going to make it <laughs> so my bmw will not oh <laughs> uh, no wait a second yeah. your best purchase <laughs> below a hundred dollars yeah under a hundred dollars Oh, wow. The last purchase that's I made, purchase. I mean, I, that's easy. I'm not purchasing anything these days, so I, I know exactly what it was. So that's easy. <laughs> but you got to ask me. All right. Andrew, uh, <laughs> wait a second. Just out of the blue, what have you bought lately? Uh, hey, Andrew, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on Amazon. Um, uh, I actually need to pick up a new universal charger because uh, mine's been overworked mm-hmm. with all this zooming I'm doing. Um, have you bought anything recently? I, I have, although it's nothing electronic because, uh, you know, pandemic, lockdown. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to mm-hmm. uh, make my expenses as low as possible. So it's food. Uh, actually, it's not. That's a lie. It's beer. 
beer is the the last thing that I purchased. Went to the store last night and got a got a little six pack. Oh, that's awesome! I I love uh, I love beer actually. Um, oh, do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. But I, what is your I, what's your go to or your favorite these days? Oh, my go to would be uh, Kokanee. Kokanee beer, which is a beer well, out here in Western that. Canada. Yeah, it's pretty good. What type of uh, is that? A it's lager, like a lager, I guess. Ale? Lager pilsner. Yeah. yeah, it's nice and light, so you can drink a lot of them. Uh, okay. So yeah. So where did you um, where did you go to get your beer? Uh, actually, no frills. What? So no frills is a little Canadian supermarket chain, yeah. and if I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you're from Canada, but in Canada, it's been very conservative in their alcohol laws until recently, where you had to go to a specific store, a government store, to buy alcohol. But recently, in the last year, grocery stores or supermarkets now can sell beer and wine. So I was able to I live across the street from a no frill, so I was able to go over there and buy some beer in about five minutes. That must be handy, eh? Oh, so handy. Do you uh, do you buy your beer from a supermarket? No, I go to the liquor store. We can they sell wine in in uh, the grocery stores here, but they don't sell beer in the grocery stores. So, uh, but so I live uh, in wine country, so that's why. Yeah, are you much of a wine drinker? No. And the and it goes right, Leo. And we. Go, I could talk about go. alcohol all day. I know, long. no, this <laughs> is not good. Leo's already rolling his eyes, folks. <laughs> But right there, we have very good examples of asking questions, answering the question, yes, I, I did, or yes, I have, and then adding, I bought this, and then sending sending the question back to, to the other person, to the other interlocutor. So what I was thinking about the last ask, so we have ask the question, the person answers, they add, and then they, they ask back. Again, a conversation is not a monologue. So this is why it's extremely important that you ask questions at the end of your turn. And a lot of these questions could be what we call follow-up questions because follow-up questions, they really help us develop a conversation. And I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I was listening to your conversation and I couldn't help but notice that a lot of follow-up... alcoholics. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> But I've noticed. I didn't say how lot, often I bought beer. Yes, but I've noticed this. I didn't ask either. No, 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 a lot no, of follow-up questions start with how. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've never paid attention. This is actually the first time I've noticed mm. this. But it, yeah, like these kind of open-ended questions. But it sounds like you 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 picked up on more how questions than yes. than when or where yeah. or why. I wonder if it's because it's less specific, maybe because mm-hmm. how gives us lots of options. Yeah. How like, often. Yeah. How how, how much, is or how was how it? Yeah. 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 Because I'm interesting because I, I would have guessed, uh, you know, the, the phrase, what do you think about would be the most common because that gives the, the person, they can go any direction mm-hmm. with their answer. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also not a yes or no question, which is good. But it's how that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Because yeah, if you think if you think about it, like you're having a conversation with someone in a restaurant and they're having a dessert, you would normally ask, oh, how was the dessert? Oh, just how mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. How so? Right? How so? Know, yeah. 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 So it's like, oh, Mike, you did a presentation at a conference yesterday. How was the presentation? Oh, I so knocked it know, out of the park. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There were like about 20 people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, you kind of have this. I think that the three A's, the, the ask, the answer, and the add are definitely extremely important in a conversation. The fourth A, the ask, 
is only if you're talking about a topic where both people have something to say. Because if I'm talking about, if both of us had dessert, then I could say, Mike, how was the dessert? Mike answers, he adds, and then he's like, how about yours? Then like, oh, mine wasn't as good, you know, it was too sweet, blah, blah, blah. It's interesting, but the, the three A's are definitely very important. The fourth A, it really depends. And I think the fourth A is where you show the investment, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're not asking, that's signaling to the other person that you want to change the topic, that you're not interested in this topic without saying, uh, I'm not interested in this topic or, or, or having to say I'm too busy, right? Like mm -hmm. if Andrew's talking about beer and I just end nodding, then he probably knows to, to move on to a new topic, right? So uh. the, the, the fourth A shows the other person that you're invested in them, that you're interested in carrying the conversation mm -hmm. or maybe even becoming a friend, right? Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who learn English often tell me that they wish they had more English friends. And sometimes, you know, a subtle clue that someone wants to be your friend is that they're asking you questions, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that should be a clue that, that they're interested in you and invested in you. So I think, Leo, that fourth A is, shows interest and shows investment yeah and a clue with that ad section to give details examples mm -hmm. explanations to the question because when you ask how it could be a yes or no like how was the dessert it was good how was your weekend fine yes how was the class it was all right but that's not why they're not really asking for that they're asking for the third a they're mm -hmm. asking for the ad they yes. when i ask you how was your weekend i don't want to know if it was good or bad necessarily i want to know what did you do? Yes. What, what did you do? Anything? Did you yeah. do anything? What was the highlight? Yeah. So um, th that kind of question is just a phrasing f for the ad section. Right? And I think, Andrew, a final part of that, this goes back to what Leo said earlier about textbooks, is that we also have questions that encourage the ad. So how was your weekend? Fine. I get why. But you'll never read in a textbook, ask why right? It's like, why was your weekend bad? Like this really unnatural, over-the-top yes. <laughs> robotic response, right? But let's, I mean, we could have a real conversation like that, right? Like, mm -hmm. how was your weekend? Not bad. Why? Oh, I just stayed home. Why? Really? Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, why? Really? really? The weather why? was so nice. Yeah. Why did you do that? The weather was nice. Yeah. yeah, I just felt like it. Oh. Like, oh, is something wrong? Are you okay? Yeah, like really short it, you know? questions, right? In really short turns when in reality, mm. a conversation doesn't have very short turns. It's like, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. I went to the park with my kids and uh, on Sunday, we just uh, stayed home and watched a good movie. How about you? Then you kind of, you have those, because I think, mm -hmm. Mike, Andrew, I think the problem with, with course books and classroom teaching is that we're keeping the questions simple and we're keeping the turns very short. When in reality, if we look at the real discourse of a conversation, we're looking at longer turns and we're looking at very active skills. As Andrew said, that third A, the adding is really the, 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 the meat of the conversation. It's the essence. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. But it's not an A. But, but I think it might take a few of those short turns, as Andrew said, to get to that longer term, right? Because eventually you're going to get to that. Oh, if I say why, oh, now it's longer. Oh, yes. well, because um, my partner promised they'd come over and they didn't. And then I found out that they were with someone else. So really, oh, bummer. Yeah, that happened to me last week because everyone's always breaking my heart. And then you go. 
Yeah. Why and don't we go to No Frills true. and grab some beer? <laughs> <laughs> not again. I have a budget. No uh, Frills should get a today. commercial in our podcast here. I think. <laughs> this is not sponsored, but No Frills, if you're listening, we're open for business. Um, but this is this. I think this tactic is really especially true for talking with people who you're not that close with, mm-hmm. or you're looking to find out more. Like, could be a classmate on the first day of class, for example, coworkers. You know what we call small talk, perhaps, because in that again we're going maybe that maybe we're discovering for ourselves here that ad section is the most important mm-hmm. because in that ad section you're going to hear something that you have in common with that mm-hmm. person, and then you can latch oh they like Stephen King too or oh they they drink beer or oh they also have been to this park yes. that I like then you can slightly change the topic just a little bit and focus on that thing that you have in common obviously if you're friends with the person you already know what you have in common and maybe you have a bit more of a comfort level but if you're trying to become comfortable with someone that you don't know very well i think that's another really good strategy Mm -hmm. so the bottom line here boys is very simple now listeners you have a framework and and you have all these tricks to help you start and keep a conversation going so the next thing you should do is apply this next time you have a chat with someone. And these techniques should get you started. But if you wanted to take it to an advanced level, to the point where you can just have fun when talking to anyone and meet the right people you want in your life and be able to make friends with them fast, then I have a recommendation for you. You really should, oh, oh, you should go to our Thinkific platform because we have designed a course. Actually, it's a mini course, Mike. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about the course? It's it's called the 4A Approach to Conversations. And I'm looking at it right now, and it says that it, I mean, it's it's a great course. It's what, it's a 10-hour course? What is it, Mike? Oh, no, no. I mean, you can spend as much time on it as you want, but I think it's a nice little three to two to three-hour course where you sit down with Andrew, and he helps you with becoming great at conversations. And like you said, Leo, we can use these tips just make more friends. And I think unless we have friends to speak with in English, we're really not going to get better, right? Uh, if, you know, Andrew, you've often said, said this about Spanish, right? The way that you became fluent in Spanish was you, you wanted to find out what you needed to learn, and then you tried to practice it with people who could help you learn that. And I think that this, this quick fix, this course that Leo's talking about, really helps you with that. And like I said, you can go at it at your own pace and get through it in a couple hours and then hit the nightclub and try it out. <laughs> well, no, no, with a mask on, with a mask on. Uh, maybe yeah. or, or Zoom party. If you're listening to this in 2020, uh, please yeah, sorry about practice that. social. If you're listening to this in 2025, then it, <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah. Hopefully it's over by then. But uh, this that's is funny. something, so just, yeah, yeah. It's something you won't get in textbook. Let's put it that way. Right. I was just going to say, this is funny because I think this is a good strategy for a first date as well. Mm. So it's definitely a, a transferable skill. Absolutely. Asking questions is very good on a first date. A, a, a date? What's that? A, a date? Is that what it is? A date? Or... That's Spanish. <laughs> uh, a, a oh, no. In Spanish, it's a cita. A cita. Oh, a cita. okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, if you do that, if you take the course, <laughs> the course these days. is divided into what, six parts. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Head on to our courses.learnyourenglish.net um, to have access to this course. I think we're going to add this to the show notes. So if you do that, you take the course, you will make your conversations far more interesting with natural ease. 
avoiding all kinds of awkward silences that might actually prevent you from meeting the right people that you would love to have around. Boys, I think this is a very good way for us to end this episode. Thank you for being here, and I hope to record the one in December with you guys again. Sounds good. Absolutely. Thanks, Leo. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. You've been listening to Teacher Talking Time, brought to you by Learn Your English. Ready to take control of your education? You're in the right place. Teaching, professional development, learning. Expand your world with Learn Your English.